Hello everyone! Welcome to Degrassi and Chill, an episode-by-episode spoiler-free review of Degrassi the Next Generation. We're bringing you the last Season 1 Degrassi, the last bit of Degrassi for Season 1, and we'll have just a little spread of some Season 1 chill, courtesy of you. I'm Juno. And I'm Elle. Finale. We're on that finale uh, heat. I can't believe it. We actually just watched and recorded the last one right before this, mm -hmm. so we're like on a roll right now. We are feeling it. This is... What, what a... what a time. So this episode is called Jagged Little Pill. Content warnings for this one would be, main one is drug use, yeah. underage drug use. Um, not really anything else yeah, beyond that. So there's not really an A plot or a B plot in this one. Yeah. Uh, all the plots just are together as one, which is something we have not seen from yeah. Ducassi so far. Yeah, like there's a little bit in the beginning kind of a semblance of separation, but they come together pretty quickly. Like yeah. they have direct consequence to one another. Yeah, so uh, it, we see Ash and Toby getting just breakfast time uh, and their parents are going out of town in some way. We aren't really yeah. told how long, where, why, but they're going out of town and... I think it's just the one night, they said. They're just oh, going to be away just... for one night. Yeah. That's right, that's right. They're going to be alone. Um, and they're allowed to have one friend over each at a time. Um, and Ash has invited Terry, not Jimmy or Paige, and Paige is like, okay, hun. Uh, we see kind of end of the school year uh, ceremonies in each of the classes. Uh, in Miss Kwan's class, she's got these little, like, awards for each of the students that she's yeah. handing out. Kind of like eighth grade superlatives, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. But and Clearly she's just picked them herself. There's not been any voting. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's It seems to just be like, what, does, what would each one of these people in my class get. Like, yeah. I'm sure everyone got one. And then in Snake's class, Emma and the class made, like, this little video, this little flash video for him. And they're all saying their goodbyes, getting ready for summer vacation. What time is it? Summertime. Summertime. It's our vacation. Well, actually, it's Emma's girls' night. <laughs> girls' night. And she very pointedly, even though she's talking with JT and Toby, she very pointedly says, and Sean's not invited, as he walks by. They are clearly still not speaking. Yeah, she's still pretty pissed. Yeah. Understandably so. Yeah. Uh, so she's having the girls over. And so JT and Toby invite Sean over for guys night. I guess, does Emma only have the one girlfriend? Like We've only really seen her hanging out with Manny. I guess Manny. Manny and Liberty, maybe? Yeah, would Liberty... Would be the only two I could think of that she would invite over. And I don't know if she and Liberty are, like, friendly friends. Yeah, we haven't really seen them be friends, but... Last we left them, Liberty was pretty mad at Emma. Yeah. Again, rightfully so. So, who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a girl's 
plural, but eh, maybe Kermple. Honestly, yeah. maybe Spike. Um, so Sean, when he's asked by JT and Toby if he wants to come over, is like, no fucking way. But then they're like, um, uh, 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 oh, Emma's gonna be there. And he stops and is like, okay. Like, he clearly wants that opportunity to be, like, in the same vicinity as her. Like, he clearly wants to try to patch things up. Um, so at Ash and, J and Toby's house, we first hear just kind of a, a crash and a bang and, like, a bunch <laughs> of, like, shattering glass or something, and then the two boys come out, like, covered in soot. Like, they clearly just exploded something. Yeah. I don't think we ever get an explanation no. for that. <laughs> no. There's, uh, JT is holding a fire extinguisher, and they're, like, they look like <laughs> chimney sweeps, and they just walk out, and Paige and Hazel are sitting there uh, with Ash and Terry. Uh, Ash is clearly invited over more than just her one friend. Oh my gosh, what a rebel. Oh my gosh. I think part of it is that Miss Kwan had assigned her, like, best student award, and she was like, ugh, everyone thinks I'm boring and a rule follower, even Miss Kwan. Yeah. So she's trying to, like, prove that she's a little bit of a rebel by yeah. an extra friend. Up, yeah, up until now, it's been this kind of running theme where everyone keeps, like, complimenting her on how good of a little rule follower she mm -hmm. is, how much of a goody two-shoes she yeah. is, and she's clearly having this, like, well, I'm, I'm more than that. I can be yeah. fun. Uh, so she invites over three friends, and they're watching movies, um, just kind of vibe in while Sean comes over and is bored out of his mind, just, like, playing cards with JT and Toby, who are grilling him for information about girls. And he's like, I don't know what you want from me here. Yeah. Uh, then JT pulls out his um, idea for making the night more interesting. He produces a little baggie with one single pill of ecstasy that he apparently bought for two weeks worth of allowance. So good on him for saving. Yeah. Sounds about right, price-wise, depending on what his allowance is. Yeah. For one ecstasy tab, I would give it like 15, 20 bucks at most. Yeah. So, JT is like, come on guys, like, we should try this, this will totally spice things up. Like, this is, like, this, plus, like, there's girls downstairs who are like, they need some love, and this, like, <laughs> this is perfect. This is what we need. We should all, like, split it. So Sean takes it, he offers to split it goes downstairs and just, like, and cuts, like, an aspirin or something in half and goes to take it upstairs. Conveniently, the aspirin tabs they have look identical to the ecstasy it's tab. exactly the same. So, that's really nice for Sean. Yeah, it really made, makes this, uh, makes this a lot easier on him. He didn't have to do any sort of, yeah. uh, extra shenanigans. Because that's definitely what aspirin looks like. Yep. So, Ash comes in and sees him doing that and, like, pretty much immediately catches that it's drugs yeah. and it's like oh my gosh they're too young for that <laughs> and Sean's like yeah I know so he just like shoves it towards her and is like just throw that down the uh, down the sink and flush it down and I'm just giving them aspirin like it's whatever and she pockets it she clearly has this thought of like oh this might be a fun way to prove that I'm not boring. Yeah. So she just like keeps it for later. 
puts it in her inventory. <laughs> and so Sean brings up these aspirins for the boys and tells them to chew it uh, because that gives you a better high. And uh, if anyone has ever even like tasted a pain med, like as they're taking their pills, oh. you know that they taste so bad, so bad. And they clearly are not loving it. Yeah, and he's just giggling to himself. Mm. Like, he's gonna have so much fun watching them, like, pretend to be high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Paige expresses that she and Hazel are bored out of, out of their minds, just sitting here watching movies, and say, like, you should have brought over Jimmy. Like, I know he said that it was fine, that it was just gonna be like girls night with movies but this is boring as hell and you need to yeah. live a little and apparently in ash's mind live a little means pop the entire ecstasy the second page leaves the room yeah. which she does um i also want to uh make a quick backtrack here to mention the most important thing about this scene Paige is wearing a crop top that says, I heart making boys cry. And the heart is like in glitter and like, it's, it's just so cute. It's it, such a vibe. It's, I need, it's an amazing shirt and she's a queen and I love her. She's the only person that's allowed to wear slogan tees. Honestly. She does it right. Yes. So she invites over Jimmy and is like clearly very, uh, almost like manically excited even before taking the pill about this opportunity to prove she is fun. Seems to kick in really fast too after yeah. she takes it. Like she, as soon as she comes back in the room, she's like, oh my God, you guys! <laughs> yeah, oh, that that's a fun wave pattern you just created. Oh no. <laughs> uh, um, like she's very clearly entered silly mode. Yes, very much. So we see then uh, JT faking being high, just like staring at the wall with uh, Toby's posters. And just like, it's the funniest to see people faking being high. He's it's like, so oh my God, the energies of the universe. <laughs> this is incredible, man. He's and like playing with the lava lamp. Yeah. Oh my God. And Toby's just like face down on the bed. Like, <laughs> this is incredible. Incredible. And Sean the entire time is just like laughing to himself. And at this point, uh, JT invites over the girls, quote unquote, which we presume to mean Emma. And she, Manny, and Liberty arrive because apparently Liberty is part of this friend group now. Good for her. I guess she and Emma have made up now. Yeah. We forgot about that plot line, I guess. Yeah. So they come over and Ash is like convinced that they have arrived because of like psychic waves <laughs> she has emitted into the universe. She's and like, like, Liberty, I was just thinking about you. And I'm like, girl, what were you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> you took the love drug and you started thinking about Liberty? Incredible. She I just, need more details She on just that. really, really loves a good Rolodex. <laughs> And so she, like, drags them inside and starts, like, dancing with Liberty, who's just, like, frozen, just like, what's going on? They make, uh, Emma and Manny make their way upstairs and are just instantly so uncomfortable sitting next to oh JT and Toby, who are convinced that they now have unlocked, like, supreme erotic power. And 
He also like the Isaac's den of passion and sensuality or some yeah, shit. It's <laughs> like, so bad. Bro. Like it's, he thinks he's become like a sex guru. He really <laughs> is so convinced he's peaked. This kid whose voice hasn't even changed yet. Like mm-hmm. he's talking in this squeaky little 12 year old voice. It derives me insane. I love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy and Spinner arrive. Spinner arriving with just an entire watermelon for some reason. Like holding it up on his shoulder like it's a keg. But yeah. it's a watermelon. Yeah, he just has an entire watermelon so, like, good for them. I adore him. <laughs> and, uh, Jimmy is like, what the fuck, Ash? Why are you acting like this? And she literally, the way that she, she just outright, not even outright tells him she, she's on drugs, but she half kind of whispers, like stage whispers into his ear, A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> And he gets from that that she took ecstasy, which, like, how? What does that mean? If someone said that to me, I'd be like, bitch, what? Yeah, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Congratulations on the alphabet, student of all students. Yeah, like, you got five letters, mazel tov. What do you want from me? But yeah, he just instantly gets, he's like, you took ecstasy? And I'm like, all right, I yeah. guess they speak the same language. Yeah. We've been dating a while, maybe sure. It's, maybe it's an inside joke between them. <laughs> So he's, like, horrified um, because he knows, as most of us viewers probably know at this point, like, this is very not like Ash. Yeah. Like, she is clearly going through some stuff that she thought it was a good idea to just take this entire tab of ecstasy. Yeah. Way out of her depth, like, is clearly not practicing safe drug use. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to, like, be responsible. It's like, okay, you need to, like, sit down, you need to to drink some water. And she's like, no, whatever, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I'll drink some water out of the toilet. (laughs) Her fake laugh this entire yeah. episode drives me nuts. The it's fake so laughing squeaky. is so bad. She's like, <laughs> shut it up. It sounds like stock sounds of like evil laugh that you would have in like the background of like an 8 bit witch's lair. It's really bad. Exactly. Like, if your laugh isn't ugly, stupid, and annoying, you're not doing it right. Exactly. Correct. So, uh, Sean comes into the room with, uh, Emma, Manny, and the boys, and Emma immediately leaves because she did not sign up for this. So Sean tries to get her to stop and talk to him. She just storms off and ends up just, like, sitting on the front porch. And Ash is coming out of the bathroom at this point, sees that he's upset, and, like, pulls her, pulls him into her room to, like, ask him, like, Hey, what's up? She's like, you need to talk. And then pretty much immediately starts, like, kissing him. Yeah. And... They go horizontal, mm-hmm. so you know it's getting serious. Yeah, so Jimmy confronts Toby about the drugs, and Toby says uh, something about Sean being present, and, you know, we can't just... The only bit of plot from the previous season that the writers have remembered is the beef between Jimmy and Sean. So he's immediately like, where is he? (laughs) So Jimmy storms upstairs to look for Sean because he probably figures that Sean is responsible for this. Yeah. 
because Jimmy's like, oh, Sean, he's a bad kid, and there's drugs here. So he walks in and finds them horizontal. Oh, they, like, bust out of the room, and her shirt's, like, half off. Yeah. And her hair is all messed up, and it's, like, very obvious what's been going on in there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, we don't actually, like, see what's happening, but yeah. it's, it's obvious by yeah. the fallout, and Sean bolts off while Ash is trying to be like, oh my god, Jimmy, it's fine, it's whatever, I was just having such an experience. <laughs> It was the most intense thing of my whole life. Yeah, and girl, <laughs> doesn't make Jimmy feel great. No. Uh, and we get a cute little scene of uh, JT hanging out with all the grade eights and just like he's and he's literally jumping from like the coffee table or something and like they catch him kind of like a cheerleading <laughs> thing. Yeah. And he is tiny, so yes. like. It's easy as hell for the for yeah. these grade eights to catch him, and it's just so cute because like yeah. he's clearly just a born entertainer, and all these grade eights are like, oh my god, look at this cute little weirdo. Yeah, like he's finding his role as the class clown. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Ash is starting to like yell at Jimmy a little bit, saying like, "You don't know me. No one here knows me. Like I'm not like she's trying to not be pigeonholed and." take some time to like ramble about like Terry's amazing shirt <laughs> and various other things around. Uh, she says that she should have broken up with Jimmy on his birthday, that he doesn't have anything that Sean has to mm -hmm. offer. And like Jimmy looks heartbroken right now. Yeah, like he is like he is fully past the point of being like horrified or angry. Like he looks heartbroken to hear these things from from Ash, who they've been together for pretty much over... the entire school year at this point. At well, least. they were together for, for eight months yeah. as of like the beginning of this season. So they've been together for over a year at this point, which is mm -hmm. wild that we didn't get a one year anniversary thing. About I know them. we got their eight month anniversary. Maybe in Canada, a year is only eight months. <laughs> Let me go ask my girlfriend about that real fast. <laughs> uh, no, we're doing a podcast. So, uh, she's just like ripping jimmy apart and Paige is like oh my god when did you become such a hag and ash whips around like Paige, you're a hag on both fronts your face and your personality and then giggles again the yeah. horrible little giggle yeah she's <laughs> like giggling like a like a deranged hyena this whole time and Paige is like like there's always been this frenemy thing between mm -hmm. the two of them obviously we talk about that a lot <laughs> but this has clearly way stepped over a line yeah. for Paige, and Paige just leaves like that. She's yeah. not here for that. Good on her. Just get out of there. Yeah, and then Ash kind of continues along this vein as everyone else is like, all right, fuck this, and leaves. Uh, while Ash is just giggling and like, where's everyone going? It's a party. Come on, let's dance. So then, flash forward to the morning, Ash doesn't feel great, no, physically or emotionally. looks a fucking mess. She looks a mess. The house looks a mess. Uh, she is being totally ineffectual, while Toby and Terry, who probably stayed over... God, shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry. For being like, way more of a friend than Ashley deserved in that moment. Honestly, like, 
Like, she could have left her to defend for herself mm-hmm. and face the wrath of her parents, but girls well, stayed behind to help her out, even though she yeah. did not fucking deserve it. And she also probably stayed behind to be like, okay, I want to make sure you don't hurt yourself mm-hmm. overnight. Like, she, like, Terry is probably the reason Ash got to bed, and, yeah. like, shout out to Terry for going the extra mile for what Ash deserved yeah. at that point. Terry, if you're listening to this, we love and adore you. This yes. is now a Terry Stan podcast. This is. And this is still a Paige Stan podcast because yeah. she recognized that that was not a good environment for her to be mm-hmm. in, so she left. And she didn't escalate the situation she either. She didn't take the bait and try to make it into a fight. She just left. Yeah, we really saw her take that opportunity where she could have been a petty, mean girl and was like, okay, no. I'm out. Um, so the kicker comes when Spinner arrives. and No uh, watermelon this time. No watermelon. He's left it at home. Um, instead, he has a box of Ash's stuff that Jimmy wanted Spinner to deliver because Spinner didn't, uh, or Jimmy didn't want to come over. Mm-hmm. And Again, shout out to Spinner. Same reasons. What a solid friend. Solid friend. And... Spinner is being, I feel like he's doing a very good job of just being very neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not being upset at Ash. Yeah. Ash asks, like, how is he doing? And Spinner just gives him the bare minimum of, of he's fine. Like, yeah, he gives her, he gives her nothing to either aggravate her or, like, try to give her any impression of what's going on. Like, yeah. he did the good, good job. Like, he's probably very upset because... Yeah. Jimmy is his best friend. Yeah. If and I was him, I would be screaming my head off at Ashley. So yeah, We have two very solid friends in yeah. this. This uh, is also a Spinner Stan podcast. Please add him to the list. Uh, and she just slumps to the floor sobbing while Terry's trying to console her and Toby's standing there like T-pose, like what's happening? <laughs> and yeah. that's literally where we leave season one. Yep. <laughs> Freeze frame on Ashley crumbled on the floor sobbing. Yeah, it's... And that is our last shot of the season. What a downer. And the kicker here, too, is that this episode did not air in the United States originally Mm -hmm. because of the content. So United States viewers did not get this episode at all. So they just ended on the previous episode. So going into season two, they will have none of this context, which seems like really poor planning on yeah. the premiere network, wherever it was premiering, like, on their part. Yeah, like, this episode really sets up that there's going to be a lot of potential changes in friend groups, mm-hmm. in dynamics between all of the, um, between all of the grade eights, you know, Now Ash, grade nines. Now grade yeah. nines. So, yeah. The, I mean, like, Ashley and Jimmy have broken up. The solid couple that we've had all right? of season one. If hey, you go into season two without this episode, you don't even know that they've broken up. Right. Or if, like, maybe they resolve their differences over the summer. Because this is only the beginning of yeah, summer break. So the like, last day of school. So who knows what happens in the next couple months. But But either way, like, there is no way this isn't going to be somehow have ramifications and Mm -hmm. it's just wild because this shows such a side of Ash that really I would argue didn't even exist Mm -hmm. until the second she saw that type of ecstasy. 
Terry also mentions that Paige is no longer speaking to Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they somehow had communicated and Paige had said that to her off screen. But that's clearly a conflict that's now, like, escalated a lot. We kind of saw it teased all season and them kind of pushing those boundaries, but clearly that has snapped now. Yeah, a frenemy (laughs) frenemy dynamic needs to have very skilled writing behind it to Mm -hmm. last over multiple seasons. And I love this show, but I would not say that skilled writing is something we should be expecting. I feel like they have such hit or miss with their they writing. They do. It's crazy. Like, they can do amazing things, and then they can do weirdest, dumbest, most nonsensical shit in the same episode. Yep. <laughs> so, what is the namesake of this one? Yes, so I am very excited to be doing the song lyric analysis on this one. Because the episode is named Jagged Little Pill, which is named after the Alanis Morissette album of the same name. Um, it was released in 1995, and the... So, Jagged Little Pill is not a track itself, it's just the album name. So I'm just gonna go into the most popular, most iconic track from the album, which is You Oughta Know. And if you don't know this song, you have to go listen to it right now, especially if you've been scorned by an ex, because this is your song. This is the angriest, nastiest breakup song, and it's incredible. So, you ought to know, a lyric sampling is, um, I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not fair to deny me of the cross I bear that you gave to me. You, you, you ought to know. It's very, she screams it. She yells yes. it in the most unhinged, like, raspy voice. And it's just, it's peak. It's very, like, she, like, I she's can't do clearly, it justice just by saying it, but. <laughs> she's clearly, like, straining her voice as she's singing yeah. it. Because, yeah, it's a very, like, raw, yes. emotional performance yes. of the song. Mm-hmm. In how it's, in how it's sung, not just in the lyrics. Yeah, like, she's screaming. So, obviously, this is a very nasty breakup. Um, there's been a betrayal of sorts, and I think that we definitely see that dynamic coming in with Ashley and Jimmy. Um, not only does she do drugs and say horrible things to him, she also has cheated on him this night with Sean. Um, and then goes as far as to say she should have broken up with him months ago. On his birthday. On his birthday. Well, I guess, I don't know how long ago that was, but it was a few episodes ago anyway. A few episodes ago. That's how we Um, measure time. So, obviously, there's a lot of anger and bitterness with the dynamics this episode, so I think... And obviously, Jagged Little Pill, too, refers to the ecstasy pill. That's a pretty obvious connection. But the emotion of the entire Jagged Little Pill album being bitterness, betrayal, scorn, carries over into this episode. Um, There's also now a musical called Jagged Little Pill about Alanis Morissette. Um, that I haven't actually had a chance to listen to yet, but I've heard very good things. So if you're into musical theater, might be something to check out. Stop looking at me when you say that. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the wavelengths. I You did said, just put a musical into God tier today. I so. did that because you, Jackman, is <laughs> hot. And, and I, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, so this one really... Uh, 
is it's just such a wild ending for what was otherwise a fairly tame season Mm -hmm. it had its points where it got pretty intense obviously the the season premiere with uh, a lot (laughs) yeah with emma's storyline was a lot yeah there have been points here and there where a plot has gotten kind of heavy but overall like the the wave has been mild yeah and a lot of things have been like bad things happening to the kids Mm -hmm. this is definitely a case where ashley did a stupid dumb thing and now she's having to deal with the consequences of it like yeah she's very clearly at fault for this and it's not contained like this Mm -hmm. is one of our first times when the fallout is gonna kind of spread around the two classes yeah because you we have um you know toby is definitely going to be getting some sort of fallout just by being not blood related but socially related to ash yep and uh, sean and emma Oh, What's God. going on there? Yep. And Sean and Ashley and, and Jimmy, and that Jimmy. whole situation. Yeah, this kind of has touched every character. Just this one night and this one event. And then, like, how is JT handling this? Yeah, I don't... Did JT ever find out that the drugs were fake? I or did guess. he still think he was high when he was, like, crowd surfing? You know, I don't honestly remember but i guess we'll find out when we get into season two won't we oh my gosh this is also i think the first one where the resolution did not come at the end of the episode yeah we didn't like like, this literally was such an this was such an unsatisfying end in a way that and i mean that in a good way mm -hmm. because it's like imagine watching this episode and not wanting to be like okay i need to find out what happened here yeah what's next for these kids. I can't imagine having to wait a year in between to find out what came next. Like, that would kill me. I'm so glad I was only, like, three when this episode premiered. And I didn't have to. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, uh, you forgot to mention uh, regarding You Ought to Know. Um, Mm -hmm. It won a very prestigious award that Ah, you forgot to mention. It did. It won the Juno Award for Single of the Year. So everyone thank Juno for picking that because they clearly have very good taste. That's my award. I run that award. Yes. Um, Juno is the entire um, deciding body for this award that was awarded in 1995 when they were a toddler. Or not born. I was alive. I was born at the end of 94. Yeah, so you were just, like, not even a toddler. You were, like, an infant. Yeah, and I had incredible deciding power. (laughs) A newborn. Yeah. A fresh one. (laughs) Yeah, I was freshly baked and ready to fucking go. (laughs) I hit the ground running. Um, you know, I feel like most of what I want to say about this is stuff that's gonna be coming up in the future. You know, all the... Mm -hmm. The incident itself was interesting, but the real fascination for what Ash has done with turning these friend groups on their heads, that's all going to come later as everyone's going to be back in school together. Because at least, like, they have the summer where they don't have to be around each other. Yeah. 
they can kind of deal with what's happened in their separate spaces. But at the same time, like, these friends probably aren't going to be hanging out, which has got to be rough for them. Right. But then being, yeah, shoved back together again at school. Yeah, the implications are going to be interesting, for sure. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been kind of tracking the Ashley Page frenemy situation. (laughs) It's clearly come to a head in this. Like, again, Page and her kind of lightly pushing of Ashley to be a little more badass has pushed Mm -hmm. Ashley over the cliff into being terrible. Yeah. So I also wonder how that's going to affect her view of Paige, how she speaks to Paige, and then she's going to be angry at Paige for kind of pushing her to do this, or if she's going to be, like, begging on her knees for everyone to forgive her. Like, they kind of go either way with her. And then also Terry is now no longer assuming that they stay not friends. Mm -hmm. Terry isn't going to be the kind of the awkward third wheel of Mm -hmm. these two frenemies. She's now going to be, is she now going to be, like, besties with these two warring friends. Right, or she could have to take a side and kind of cut off one of them. Right. It seems like, as far as this episode, if she had to pick a side, she'd be on Ashley's side, because she did stay to clean up with her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem angry at her, but then Ashley also didn't say anything to her that was horrible. Yeah, like, Terry... She did that sober, you know? The only thing she said to Terry was, oh my god, your shirt is amazing. It's so shiny, like stars. <laughs> um, I don't know if the Degrassi writers have ever been high. Yeah, I don't... Th- the Degrassi writers have almost n- certainly never been high. The The actors certainly have never been high, I hope. God, I hope not. They're literally children. And it is all the better for it. Because yeah. we got we got some fantastic, fantastic acting and some fantastic lines. Mm-hmm. We uh, really did. Shall we yeah, get into our you... favorites? Why don't you, uh, hit us? Yeah. So, my favorite line from this episode has to be, it's a JT line, and it's when him and Toby are convinced that they're high. Um, Toby's lying face down on the bed, kind of just glazed over, and he's like, dude, this is incredible. And JT, in the corner, with wide eyes, and he's like twitching, he's like, dude, this is ecstasy! And he's like, shaking. It's so funny. I can't do it justice. Like, you have to just go watch the episode again or, like, watch that clip. It's like, a, his delivery is peak. It's almost this is Sparta levels <laughs> of delivery in yes. in, as far as intensity goes. Like, uh, yeah, he really went for it there. Yeah. Mine does not actually come from one of the uh, horrid drug users of the of the episode. Well, actually, from a horrid drug user of a past episode, Jenny, huh. um, as he confronts uh, Mr. Drug Dealer, Toby Isaacs, um, he kind of, like, stands over him on the stairs and says, Don't you know, E leads to harder things, like my fist. <laughs> he like backs him up against the wall too, like very threateningly. <laughs> Poor little Toby's like, huh? <laughs> and yes, E does lead to harder things. Like my fist. <laughs> oh, kids. I'm yeah. excited to see 
what what happens here. God, me too. Like this ended so abruptly that like there's no way they can't pick this up and carry this momentum. And so. it, that's why it's got to be wild to not have seen this. I know. I cannot imagine like trying to jump into season two, having them pick up from this conflict and not having seen the conflict. Uh-huh. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I definitely think we should uh, really try to talk, try to like reverse engineer what we, <laughs> what if we hadn't seen this episode, what we would think happened. Yeah. Based on just what little clues we get from mm-hmm. uh, season two, episode one. Yeah. Uh, but that's, but, yeah, that's, that's where we're going to leave episode. it. That's we, the end of season one. End of season one. We've got some ideas for the next season yep. of our little podcast. We're going to take a little hiatus from posting here as well, so we'll be back in an undetermined amount of time with new episodes. Um, Yeah, just, uh, you know, keep your eye out for a single grape left on your windowsill. (laughs) That will let you know that we are resuming. It will be dropped by a carrier pigeon, specifically. If you see one dropped by a squirrel, that is something else, and you need to be on the lookout. That is a threat. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a declaration of war, so you'll probably, you know, want to make sure that, like, all your knives are sharpened, but Mm -hmm. dropped by a carrier pigeon, that's that's us. us. That's new Degrassi and Chill, so we will see you for season two. Thanks for riding with us. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye.